0: Welcome to the Business Collective Podcast with Terry Fletcher. Weekly conversations and insights on how to go from employee to consultant in any business field where your years of expertise can be showcased. Take your career to the next level, entrepreneurship. Now, here's your host, nationally recognized healthcare consultant, speaker, and author, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business Collective Podcast. My name is Terry Fletcher. So today, I'm happy to have you with me, especially for those of you that are looking for a second career as an entrepreneur. Last week, I gave you some information and just some insight on what you could do to just break into it and start some uh, new businesses, perhaps, maybe in consulting or in as a business coach, etc. But today, I wanted to talk to you about why now is the time to have a second career as an entrepreneur. The rate of entrepreneurship is growing most rapidly by actually people over 35. And what's funny is that in the entrepreneur world, I've heard people call people over 35 seniors. And I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? But uh, (laughs) that is not considered a senior people, you have to be over 65 to be considered a senior. But it was just amusing to me when somebody said that they're like my mostly by seniors. And I'm like people over 65, they're not over 35. I was like, okay, well, you're still considered a apparently an older person when you once you hit 35. I know, and I've mentioned this before in the medical field, some chronic conditions don't have any kind of guidelines except you're over 35. So I guess that's what they're, they're looking at when it comes to age. But when I look at this, there are some reasons and some popular myths out there that feel that startups are only for the younger generation, which in fact, I see more and more evidence that new entrepreneurs are coming from older age groups, 35, 45, even up to 60 to 64 years old. And that success rate moves up with age. Is it possible that age and experience are more of an advantage in this business than young passion and fearlessness? It could be. Now, I'm not discounting the fact that if you're a young person and you're trying to break into your own business, I'm not discounting the fact that that's a good place or at least a good uh, mindset to have. And you know, I love that word on this Mindset Monday. But based on my own years of experience in not only big business, but in startups and in my own business, which I have different branches of my own business that uh, are considered sometimes separate entities or can be considered separate businesses. And I have had my own views why this is happening. And it's no surprise to me. They were supported by what I found in a new book. I just started reading calling eight called ageless startup written by fellow successful entrepreneur, uh, Rick Therrien. The advantages of older entrepreneurs can be summarized along the following lines. First of all, older entrepreneurs think life changing, not lifestyle. So hear me out on this concept for a minute. So being an entrepreneur is indeed about lifestyle, implying for the young an ability to follow your own dream and control your own destiny, I get that. But more important, I believe that it should mean making a better life for others through more jobs, technology, innovation, or improving the environment, or offering a service that helps improve someone else's worth and what they do in life. Over time, those of us who have grown up in a business gain a better idea of what really counts and what is really life changing from both a personal perspective as well as a business perspective. We are more prepared to focus on life changing entrepreneurship than just lifestyle. Because I think one of the myths that comes with entrepreneurship, especially when you're younger, is that you're looking for get rich quick schemes. You want life changing schemes, something that inspires you that makes people really happy to know you really happy to be part of what you're providing for them. And when you get that concept of it being life changing, the money will come, it will come trust me, as a multiple six figure entrepreneur, it will come as long as you keep that mindset. Older entrepreneurs find and see opportunities hidden in plain sight. I'm also an angel investor. I often hear from young entrepreneurs who have invested in a shiny solution without really focusing first on the need or the opportunity in the marketplace, but time and experience in business teaches you to listen for potential customers and carefully evaluate the real business potential. So for example, most professional services and consulting startups like mine isn't a startup, but it's, I've been around for a long time, but they're led by more experienced professionals who worked in business for many years before that we decided to strike out on our own with our own brand of solution to a commonly seen requirement. I'm trying to figure out where do, in this niche of something that I'm finding isn't working, can I help? Can I assist? Can I fix? Older entrepreneurs have had time to think about this and really try to develop a purpose and a why. People are living longer today and finding they're only getting started after 30 years of experience. They're seriously looking for opportunities to grow personally and professionally and leave their mark on the world. They can clearly see what is important to them and to others. Remember, older entrepreneurs can look backwards and they can lead going forward, being able to look backward in your experience is an advantage in avoiding common mistakes, as well as recognizing a recurring but unsatisfied need in the marketplace. It takes time to build networks, know-how and the leadership skills to chart a successful path and try and mobilize others around you. You don't need permission from anyone unless you are dependent on coaching and mentoring from the rare skilled professional and available people who most starting founders or young people depend on. You also know when to say no and you don't try to solve every problem. That's one thing. Actually, I'm having a, not a conflict, but a probably a, a, a difference of opinion with a, a professional association I belong to right right now, they are a credentialing body that um, is trying to get every member certified in what they do. Well, their, um, their credential is about domains that have no, part of them have nothing to do with what I do. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a physician, and I'm not an attorney. But I am a healthcare professional. Actually, I am a nurse by trade, but I'm in the business aspect of it now. And I'm a coder, a biller, a reimbursement specialist, an auditor. You know, a compliance specialist, health information specialist, and you know, practice management specialist. But they're trying to get you credentialed in things that have to do with uh, tax law and retirement planning, and, um, you know, CPA things. And I don't want to be an accountant. If I did, I would have went to school for that. I belong to the organization so that I can refer out for someone that if someone has that problem, now I've got a a base for my client base that I can send to for that problem. So I don't try to solve every problem. I try to make sure that I know where my lane is, if you will, in the marketplace, and try to be successful in what I'm an expert at and what I know. Older entrepreneurs can use their ability to bootstrap and set a sustainable base. So a second career in entrepreneurship, you're more likely to bootstrap, which means paying strict attention to sustainable cash flow and utilizing your own capital at the outset, so then you're avoiding the pressures of finding and managing external funding. You recognize that new businesses are a journey with continuous challenges, so you need to focus on building a sustainable foundation early, stay true to your values, and achieve a a set of goals that you know are achievable. And solutions will become obvious, and you can execute effectively by understanding what the marketplace has right now thing with older entrepreneurs is that they play to the fast-growing customer segment. So globally, the population aged 65 and over is growing faster than all other age groups. So according to recent projections, by 2050, one in six people in the world will be over 65. 16%. That's up from one in 11 in 2019, which was 9%. Nothing gives you insight into customer needs like being in a segment with them or being, again, in the age age group. And I'm not there people, <laughs> I just want you to know, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a range. I'm in the 47 to 54 range, just so you know where I'm at. I don't want you to think I have that much uh, insight, but I do have at least in my field, I've got 30 years. But you know, the the professional I mentioned, the entrepreneur I mentioned with the book out that I'm reading, Terry, and I both believe that now is the Renaissance age for entrepreneurship. And it's just beginning. Conventional models are falling by the wayside. It's now time to start thinking about how you will make a smooth transition from working in a business to working on your business. You're allowed to start small and go slowly, but it pays to start small don't hesitate to capitalize on your growing advantages and making sure that you're not going to bankrupt yourself because of an idea that you have that you really would like to get out there keep your day job if you need to I mentioned this last week and then start your side hustle or start your business in a small way and then grow it from that point that's what I did you know when I was thinking I knew everything back you know back in the day and in my 20s with you know 10 years experience I knew that that I still needed to get more experience under my belt as I was building my reputation. You know, one thing I just did recently, and I wanted to shout out to the Four Bars people who put out this really great um, competition for up and coming underground rap artists, talk about pivoting right now, I just switched my gears. And you, that may not be your genre of music. But I really appreciated what they did when they put out this information and put out this competition. And it was such hard work. And you had to build from different teams, and going back and forth. And if you know anything about that kind of genre, and I'm, I'm really learning a lot in the last uh, four years, is that there's word play and there's bars and there's flow and there's a message that you're trying to send. And honestly, rap music has a big, big function in the autism uh, world with kids that just get on that beat, get on some of those words. And so it just it how is it helping other people? And it really helps people not just to speak about a message, even though sometimes you get into some profanity that maybe I don't like or that you might not like, but I still appreciate the artistic part of it. But the reason I bring it up is because this is a platform that's giving... Um, you know, these young entrepreneurs and minorities, a chance to really just show what they have show a way to be artistic, and hopefully monetize what they know. And it just it gives them a way to basically channel that energy into something hopefully positive. So shout out to Moses Bradley, and also Josh, who I was in contact with regarding it. And I just think it, you know, because I wanted to offer some uh, prize money for this. And I'm hoping to do that in the future as well. Because I just think that these, you know, these up and comers need to be recognized. And I say that to you, because when you think about business, and you think about going from employee to entrepreneur, you need somebody in your corner, you need somebody that recognizes your skill, your innovation, um, your ideas. And that's what I'm hoping to bring to the Business Collective podcast, just really show you not just how to transition from employee to entrepreneur by starting small and building, but also giving you some insight into what might, Mindset you have to have by what others are doing. Understand how they're building and how they're growing their business. One part of my business is that, and I may have mentioned this before. I know I'm service-based, but at some point back in the day, probably, oh, I would say about two years ago, I really wanted to have a part of my business that was tangible. And so I bought into some franchises that I looked on Forbes magazine, I looked at some research, and I didn't want to spend obviously $100,000 on a franchise that I knew nothing about. But I was really into the green movement and you know cleaning solutions. And mainly because uh, my daughter, when she was younger, had some eczema, and I noticed it started to flare again. And I couldn't understand where that was coming from. And so then I was started looking at cleaning solutions, and things that were happening out there. And I thought, you know, let me just look at the certain companies. And Stratus Business Solutions came up. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, their franchise was under $3,000. I'm like I could do that, so I started to buy a couple, and then I resold them, and I it was just interesting because what they provided, and then me in healthcare, and branching that into my corporate clients, and building a business that way, I still stayed healthcare, I still showed that, and now with the pandemic and how important it is with the hand washing and the cleaning and keeping things you know very very sterile and antiseptic and all that, um, just think of what it's doing now. So when I when I look at some of of these opportunities. And I try to look at them from a perspective of where can I find a need? Where can I uh, branch out from my core? Or where can I offer some information or offer some insight into what you already know? That's my plan here. And so hopefully, as you listen to the podcast, as you come every week and see what is on board, hopefully, it's inspiring you to really feel like okay, I not only can do this, but where is my expertise? So let me take, if there's any of those rappers out there that I sponsored um, on that one competition, if they're listening, think about this. I know you want to break into being a rap artist, but right now that's really hard to do, and especially with the climate we have right now uh, in the economy. But have you ever thought about doing music for a podcast? Have you ever thought about, you know, writing um, some music for maybe a commercial or doing videos on what you do, putting it on YouTube and really speaking to other businesses, maybe, but looking at that from a beat perspective or what you do. For those of you out there that are in different uh, genres, so let's say it's focus a little bit on healthcare. What do you know? What can you give to the community out there? Let's say that you are someone who is a great cook. Have you ever thought about doing some videos, not just YouTube, but you could do Facebook live and, and post them. Uh, there's all kinds of video platforms now, Venmo, you name it. And you could post that and then you, who knows could pick that up. And you may get some sponsorships from kitchen items or from places that, you know, um, sell cookbooks or uh, some TV shows from HGTV or the Food Network and how to get you out there and expose your talent, expose your insight and expose you for that business opportunity that you possibly could have. So think on that until next week. And if you can think about life changing instead of lifestyle you are ahead above the rest, and you will be able to transition from employee to entrepreneur in no time. Thank you, everyone. Make it a great day and a great week. And thank you for listening to the Business Collective Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Business Collective Podcast. Drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our website and blog at www.business-collective.com